It is a huge Friday. Can Baylor men's basketball win the Big 12 Conference? And a huge QB commits today. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Baylor. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. Thank you for making Locked on Baylor your first listen every single day. You can find my stuff at Drake C. Toll on Twitter or at Locked on Baylor on Twitter. It's a big Friday. There is a huge football commit in Walker White, not Walter White, Walker White, who is committing today to either Baylor, Auburn, or Clemson at 2 p.m. Central time. So all eyes are on that. That'll be the end of the show today. We'll cover that. But first, basketball. In the heat of the conference right now with nine games in and nine games to go in the Big 12, where does Baylor sit? And we give you a look at how Baylor can win the league still despite their 5-4 and four record in Big 12 play. Uh, first, what a week. In, in not just Baylor sports, but Big 12 sports overall. So I'm glad that we're starting in the Big 12 realm in basketball. The football schedule released this week. Uh, you had late signing day, which to me means almost nothing. Like I, I pretty much absolutely nothing. And Baylor added nobody new. Uh, you won't see much Baylor recruiting news until the end of spring when a couple more guys enter the transfer portal a la Gary Bohannon last year. Maybe you see that and Baylor pick up another quarterback or somebody to bolster the secondary. But all of that, you kind of get the culmination of the high school kids, the 2023 kids this week with late signing day. And now you turn your eyes to 2024. So that's what that means. But all, but all that has made for a big week in Baylor sports. And it, they're only going to get bigger down the stretch here for the Bears, especially when it comes to basketball as the Big 12 Conference meets the the home stretch nine games left so let's do a review here before Baylor meets Texas Tech on Saturday the number one team in the conference is Texas sitting at seven and two overall in big 12 play even without Chris Beard who was fired in the middle of the season with uh, domestic violence and and everything that happened in Austin they've somehow found a way to collect themselves as a basketball team find their way to 18 and four overall seven and two in conference play Three teams in the Big 12 sit at 18 and four on the cusp of one, two, or three seeds in the NCAA tournament. Kansas is six and three in Big 12 play at number two. They are 18 and four. Kansas State, six and three. TCU, six and three. Iowa State, six and three. And then Baylor at five and four. Those are your contenders right now, but Oklahoma State with a win on the road against OU at four and five also has their name somewhat relatively near the hat. This is at least a seven bid league, and your eighth team, Oklahoma, despite being two and seven in Big 12 play, beat Alabama by 30 points. So, We've established this is the best conference in college basketball. One note here that, that highlights it so well, the Big 12 leads the nation in net rankings. There are all teams, all teams in the Big 12 in the top 64. Seven of the top 24 teams in net rankings come from the Big 12. Number seven, Kansas. Number nine, Texas. Iowa State's at 13. Baylor is at 15. TCU, 16. Kansas State, 19. And then West Virginia at 24. Those teams in the top 25. Baylor, again, namely at 15. That is fourth best in the Big 12 when it comes to net. And net is the big thing that determines where you're going to be going into the postseason, where you're seated for the NCAA tournament. So this team's outlook currently is a three-seed or a four seed, borderline three seed going into March. The Big 12's net ranking, the average net ranking, 26.8. 
That is the lowest of all leagues, and the next lowest is 56.4. There is not only is there not a better basketball league in America, there has not been a more dominant basketball league in the last 25 years. You go back to some of those big, uh, the, the really good Big East, really good Big Ten, 80s, 90s runs. There hasn't been anything like that in college basketball until the Big 12 is doing it now today. Big 12 teams are all within the top 63 in Ken Palm. They're literally all quad one. Every game you play in the Big 12 is going to be a quad one game. 80% of this league, eight out of 10 teams are in the top 32. And the Big 12 is the only league, only league in America in which all teams have reached double digit wins on the season and which all teams are above 500. So the Big 12, has nine of the top 12 toughest remaining schedules. And this is, look, this is what we get. If Baylor's going to win this league, what do they have to do? Well, nine of the toughest remaining schedules is not, um, it doesn't mean anything's easy for anybody in the Big 12, and it really isn't easy for Baylor. So per the NCAA stats, Oklahoma has the toughest schedule in the nation coming up, number one in America. Texas is at two, Iowa State four, Oklahoma State six. Baylor has the seventh toughest schedule in college basketball the rest of the way. TCU's at 8, Kansas at 9, West Virginia at 10, and Texas Tech at 12. And the Big 12 now has the lowest conference strength of schedule average at 32.5. The next lowest is 45.2. Oh. All of that, where do you get Baylor's got a shot in this league? Especially coming off of a loss to Texas that, despite the close score, was a pretty ugly loss. You have shot 36% as a team in your last four games. You've won three of those four, but you've shot 36%. That is not sustainable in the Big 12. The 8.2 point average scoring margin in Big 12 games, 8.2 points average scoring margin in Big 12 games, the smallest of the A5 leagues, second overall. 46, 47% of league games have been decided by five or fewer points. Five or fewer. That is the nation's lead. There is there is no comparison to what you get in the Big 12. So how can Baylor, a team that just struggled against Texas, win this league? I don't think they can. I don't think they can. Like If we're going to be transparent here, I'll rephrase. They they can. I don't think they will. Uh, this league, not only are they so good, they're too good. For Baylor to climb though its way back from four and five. Do I think Texas wins the league? I mean, they're seven and two. They got a leg up on everybody else. Is that sustainable? I don't know. Probably not. I think Kansas is in a good spot. Kansas State's won enough games. TCU as well. Iowa State. All those teams are ahead of Baylor by at least one game. Everybody's within two games there, though. The top six teams in this league are within two games. I just don't see Baylor clawing its way back in a league that has this much talent. The rest of the way for the Bears, a team that has won, what, six of the last seven. The rest of the way features a game against Texas Tech tomorrow. That's at noon on CBS. You should win that. We'll cover that game here in a second. Oklahoma at home, you should win that. That gives you a good shot. But then you go on the road against TCU. You play a sneaky West Virginia team at home. Now, despite three of your next four being really, really winnable, you end the slate with Kansas on the road, Kansas State on the road, Texas at home. That's three top 10 teams at Oklahoma State. They're a tournament team. And then Iowa State, number 13 in the country at home. Can Baylor win the league? Yes, they can. But show me, show me how the Bears can finish at 12 
and six overall, because I think that's where the league champion is going to be. 12 and six is where the league champion is going to be. Baylor's at five and four. That means they have to go seven and two in the remainder of their games, and it's just not going to happen. They're not going to win a third straight Big 12 title. That's okay. Can Baylor win this league? I'm going to go with no. Will they? No. Can they? Sure. I'll give you that. But let's reset expectations. Where can this team finish? to put themselves in a respectable place for March. Still, I still, you know, despite saying earlier this week, they're not elite, still think they have final four potential. They've got that kind of roster. Um, when does that show though? When, when do you shoot the ball? When do you break out of this shooting slump of shooting 36% in the last four games and 16 for 47 from LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler, and Keontae George against Texas? At some point, so it's got to give. If you're going to win the league, if you've got any shot at winning the league or any shot at making a run in March, something's got to give at some point. I don't know what to change. It's not my job to figure out what there is to change, but I can tell you that you should win three out of the next four. You've got to, got to, got to beat Texas Tech at home, beat Oklahoma at home, beat West Virginia at home. You can lose at TCU. That's fine. But you've got to prepare yourself with three of your four being wins because the final stretch is, again, at Kansas, at Kansas State, Texas at home, Oklahoma State on the road, Iowa State at home. Get ready, because the gauntlet is not getting much easier. And I don't know if I trust this team, transparently, to win against Texas Tech on Saturday. Let's jump into that. But first, I'll tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is one of my favorite new sponsors because of how easy it is to use their software, their platform, to make sports wagers uh, and to win money. They they guarantee they basically guarantee you money at this point because they have a no sweat first bet for the Super Bowl. They are our new sports betting partner and they are the number one sports book in America. That's FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. Your Super Bowl party just took the next level because you Super Bowl 57 have a no sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So you put $3,000 in the Chiefs to win and they lose the Super Bowl to the Eagles. You get $3,000 in free play. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And the best bet that I like the Super Bowl would be the Eagles money line. So you take the Eagles money line and if it doesn't hit, you get $3,000 in free play. It is safe, secure, easy to use, and you get paid your winnings instantly. Just right now, go check it out. FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official betting partner of the NFL. All right. Baylor and Texas Tech this weekend. This is a Texas Tech team that certainly didn't scare me when Baylor went to Lubbock and beat them earlier this year, and they were winless in conference play for a good bit. It's like, all right, there's going to be one team that kind of gets dogged on this season. Sure, let it be Texas Tech. Since then, they have lost to Kansas State and lost to West Virginia since that game against Baylor. Lost to West Virginia by 15 at home, by the way. But something clicked. Big 12 SEC Challenge. They go on the road against an LSU team that's floundering. They win 76 to 68. They get the taste of winning again, and they beat Iowa State, the number 13 team in the country, 80 to 77 in overtime and a 20-plus point comeback. You're thinking like, I mean, I'm watching that game and I turn it off because like, all right, whatever. Iowa State is going to win this game by 15-20, and they were three-point underdogs at Texas Tech. Sure enough, Tech wins by three in OT. There, there's fight left in this Red Raider squad. That's one of the reasons they scare me the most is that here's a part of the, the schedule. They're one and eight in conference, but the part of the schedule where they can flip it, turn it around, and if they win 
six games down the stretch, they they go dancing. If they finish with seven wins in Big 12 play, they're going to have a net that is good enough for them to go to the tournament. That's going to take some upset wins. That's what they're looking for in Waco on Saturday. They're meeting a Baylor team who just lost to Texas 76 to 71 in Austin. And Baylor shot 37% from the field, which they've been doing a lot recently. They, these This Baylor team in its current state, the last four games dating back the last two weeks, has not shot the ball well. If that continues, the last time they shot it well was against Texas Tech on the road, actually. If this streak continues, Baylor's going to lose a lot of games the rest of the way. If Texas Tech wants to upset somebody, put themselves back in a position to go to the NCAA tournament, you do it against teams that are cold. Baylor's won a lot of games, so you can't call them cold overall, but certainly from the shooting standpoint, they are ice. And when's it going to change? Texas Tech, what are they known for? What is Mark Adams known for? Defense. So you meet a really good defensive team in Waco tomorrow, and if you don't shoot the ball better, which which I get it. Look, Baylor shot better at home that they didn't shoot well against Kansas at home or Arkansas at home. But if you can break out of that slump, then I, I don't think this team has any issue with Texas Tech. They're 84% chance to win based on ESPN's projector, meaning Texas Tech has just a 16% chance to walk into Waco and pull the upset. But the way that Baylor's been playing, Jalen Bridges, this has nothing to do with shooting either. Jalen Bridges... It leads the team in rebounds with 5.8 rebounds per game. Jalen Bridges, your leading rebounder. Why not Flo Thamba? Josh Ojinwuna. Jalen Bridges is going in there and getting more boards. Keontae George, 37.9% shooting. 17.2 points per game is great, but at 37.9% shooting, there's a reason he is not a wooden award finalist. Adam Flagler is not a wooden award finalist. This team has the pieces, but they haven't all come together to create this dominant force. When I when I think elite, and I, and I look, I get it, I'm going to have to retool myself, a lot of us are, to what elite is post a national championship. But when I judge this team or any team in college basketball, and it's against my fault, I judge it off of where Baylor was in 2021. If there's one, like, what is the most successful season you can have? It's winning a national championship, right? We've seen Baylor do that in the last couple of years. So my litmus test of if a team's elite or not, how do they stack up to the 2021 Baylor men's basketball team? And from what we've seen out of this squad, who has improved defensively, their defense is still not one of the best in the Big 12. It is the worst in the Big 12, actually. Their offense is regressing if they put up if they played right now against that 2021 team, it, it wouldn't be remotely close. So who's to say that these pieces will win a Big 12 title this year or make a long run in March? I just don't know yet. I don't know yet because the consistency hasn't been there. I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out expectations because when has it been put together for a complete 40 minutes? This team goes on like eight-minute long dry spells. They scored two field goals in the first eight minutes of the second half against Texas. Now, look, they've got Moxie. They've got the, their competitors. They've got the, the, the X factor to stay in games and to win games down the stretch, but they're not blowing people out. They're not dominating. And maybe they do it the first couple rounds in March, but inevitably you're going to meet a Big 12 team somewhere in March as good as this league is. Are you ready for that? Is this team ready for that? you got nine games to get ready for it in a conference tournament that I kind of hope you lose the first game of, but moot point there. Baylor's progression has not been exactly what, what I've wanted it to be. I, I wanted this team to look a lot different than they did in that game at Marquette. And sure, they do to an extent, but they still haven't put the shooting together the rest of the stretch. I mean, 
look, I, I you're probably saying to yourself, and you're probably right, this is a team that's gone four games cold and still won three out of four. Bingo. You're on to it. They know how to win. This team just wins. If they have a bad defensive night and they have a bad offensive night, they've still found ways to win. That's just kind of what they do. And and I, I just question with that, how far will that get them? How far does that bring this team? I don't know. If they just win, then keep on just winning, and you can prove me wrong in March. I hope you do. I just don't see this team – I don't see the same edge – that you saw from a, a final four caliber 2021 team, a final four caliber national champion caliber 2020 team for the season that was cut short. You don't see that out of this squad. Hopefully things turn around and they change my mind. That'd be awesome. And you can hear more about that on Locked On College Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Make your second listen Locked On College Basketball. Hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players of Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And thank you to Built Bar. Before we jump into Walker White and what he could bring to the Baylor quarterback room, thank you to Built Bar. Because if you want a delicious treat, you don't want all the fat, no the calories, got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know your goal is to eat a little healthier. Mine is. If you're like me, you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise tasting, things tasting good. You got to try Built. With Built, it's healthy, it's tasty, it's delicious and good for you. Perfect for a New Year's resolution. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, 100% real chocolate. That helps. My favorite flavor is peanut butter brownie right now. Their coconut almond is great as well. I'm a big almond joy guy. They taste a lot like that. I'm not sure how they do it, but they stack... All that 100% real chocolate in only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't have to wait to get a box. We've been talking about how you can order online for so long at Built.com. You can still do that. But you can also get it at a local Walmart or Sam's Club. Next time you're out shopping, look for a Built Bar. Four-bar box of cookies and cream or double chocolate. Or if you're at Sam's Club, there are 13-bar boxes with brownie batter and churro. Thank me later. You know who I want to thank? I want to thank Walker White for coming to Baylor University. Um, now, look, this this is the number one prospect out of the state of Arkansas. Woo! Yeah, it doesn't mean much to you. Um, he is the number eight quarterback in America, according to 24-7. The number 13 quarterback in America, according to ESPN, in the class of 2024 at a Little Rock Christian Academy. Little Rock Christian Academy, I grew up in Arkansas. There's the Valonia sign somewhere back there. Uh, is a team that we played in conference when I was in high school. And it is a Baylor pipeline. I believe in my freshman class, there were 13 Little Rock Christian kids. They graduate like 140. 13 of them came to Baylor. There's a lot, a lot of, we called them Christian kids, of Christian kids who go to Baylor. So the, the, I mean, Walker White already knows a ton of people in his grades are going to go to Baylor. Why, why, like, why is a prospect this good looking at the Bears? He would be the best quarterback. He would be the best quarterback recruit in Baylor history. Um, he's right around where Austin Novosad was. And so why, why would he look at Baylor? Well, there's, there's, a, there's a big first point. Got a lot of friends there. He commits at 2 p.m. Commits at 2 p.m. today, Friday. Um, and I've got a little rock. He's got offers from Philip Montgomery and Auburn, Hugh Freeze and Auburn. They are warm. Sean Bell is big. Is the guy who's been recruiting a big at Baylor. They are warm crystal ball wise. And then Clemson also warm as Garrett Riley, their new offensive coordinator has really, um, put a lot of effort into him. 
Arkansas missed out of the in-state prospect. Alabama came calling, and he said no to them. It's down to Baylor, Auburn, and Clemson. And here's why I think Baylor has a real shot. Again, I, I told you a bit of the, the social aspect. He had a January 22nd visit, so he's been here recently. He then visited a junior day at Clemson, so he's been there recently. He hasn't been to Auburn since January 16th, so he's visited Baylor and Clemson both uh, in between those visitors, visits, as well as Oklahoma and Arkansas, who he's taken off of his list. And I've told you the social aspect, but there is a a there's a logistics aspect to this too. Right now, according to 24-7, Auburn has eight quarterbacks on roster. Eight quarterbacks on roster. Clemson has six quarterbacks on roster. Baylor has three. RJ Martinez, who's new. We have no idea how good he's going to be at Baylor. Sawyer Robertson, who I think is really good, obviously, but New, we don't know how good he's going to be at Baylor. Blake Shapin, who to this point has been hit or miss at Baylor, if we're being honest. Those are the three guys. There are a couple of years of eligibility between all of them, so you've got you've got quarterbacks built in for the next two or three years. But legitimate opportunity for Walker White to step in and have very little competition two years ish down the road to be Baylor's starting quarterback and to lead the Bears in the new Big 12. Again, number eight quarterback in America per 24-7. Number two national player has a shot at being an SI-99 guy, has a really good shot at a great showing um, at the at the QB, what is it, QB 11 or QB 12, or what is it, something that Novosad did, uh, the Elite 11. There you go. Uh, and six foot three, 215, he's got the build. His stats last season, he, was, he had 142 completions on 267 attempts, 2,000 passing yards, two straight years, 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He's got 102 carries for 837 yards and 16 touchdowns, too. So a big six foot three, 215, but mobile can get around and would be the guy in the class of 2024 for Baylor. I don't know what Sean Bell's telling him right now, but hopefully it's something because the Bears are going to need a quarterback down the line two years from now that can step up, be a legitimate starter. And this kid could be your next Austin Novosov. He has the build to be better than Austin Novosad. And a lot of these sites are ranking him higher than what Novosad came in in the class of 2023. So maybe you lost Novosad, but trade him for Walker White and Sawyer Robertson. That's not a bad gig whatsoever. So now the opportunity to get a new quarterback in here. And he commits again. You got 2 p.m. today. So follow your Twitter. Watch whatever you can watch 2 p.m. today for Walker White and where he's going to commit. Because this, again, you want like a crown jewel guy who can bring in other recruits with them, who will go on the recruiting trail for your university. You want it to be a four-star, borderline five-star quarterback who's doing that. Walker White is that kid. He's got offers from Auburn, who has eight quarterbacks in the room. Clemson, who has six quarterbacks in the room. Baylor only has three, and probably have two next year. One of them is bound to transfer because that's the nature of college football. Walker White. This is the easiest path for him to be a starting quarterback, the fastest wherever he wants to go. And it's six foot three, 215, 16 rushing touchdowns, 25 passing touchdowns. He's a kid that I want on my roster and that I want to see at Baylor based on what he's done at Little Rock Christian, which is one of the better football programs in the state of Arkansas. He's the number one player in that state. And if Baylor can pry him away from the grasp of schools like Clemson, Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama, that is a huge win for this Baylor program and gives you your quarterback of the future. So keep your eyes on him. If he comes to BU, that is massive. Walker, if you're listening, we'd love to have you. I hope you were listening to this before you made your decision. And if you already made it, you can back out. Austin Novosad did that. This said, uh, sorry, that was, 
shots. Shots fired. Uh, This has been Locked on Baylor. Come back on Monday. We'll recap the Texas Tech game. We'll preview next week in college basketball, next week in Baylor basketball in the Big 12. We'll talk Walker White and his prospect of being a Baylor Bear, if he is a Baylor Bear. If he's not, then we probably won't talk Walker White. But all of that and more, thank you for making this show your first listen every single day. This has been, and always will be, keep coming back. Locked on Baylor. Baylor.